Happy Halloween, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Maximum News for a particularly spooky entry. And it's not going to be very spooky. No, it's just, I'm just saying that. I don't know. Maybe saying that out loud will help us with the algorithm. Uh, I don't know. I'm your host, as always, your friendly neighborhood Simpsons kid, Maximilian Danger Derrett. And I'm joined, as always, by Cybe City. And how are you doing, Cybe? Hi. Wow, uh, Saib, you're really getting into your uh, kawaii anime cosplay there for Halloween, eh? Like- yes, <laughs> I, it's, it's my favorite cosplay ever. <laughs> Actually, that's not me. That's my wonderful wife, Mooney. Say hello. Hello, everyone. Hi. <laughs> yes, we, we, we tricked you, right? We, we tricked you. People, Yeah, we didn't trick you, but no. Uh, yeah, we... Anyways, uh, Moon is joining us. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, she's actually joining us to not only just do all the other stories with us, but uh, she also is coming on particularly to discuss the Friday Five Nights at Freddy's movie, which you guys... No actually- spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah, we, no will, spoilers. we will not do spoilers. We're just going to talk about thematically and how it feels to the game. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that in a little bit, uh, but mm-hmm. we're just going to talk about some stuff off the top, uh, obviously, because, you know... Uh, this is pro- it's my show and it's side show, but you know the name is Maximum News, and uh, I would be remiss if I didn't make this the number one topic because it's my second most anticipated game of the year that just came out last Friday. I'm of course talking about Alan Wake Two. I've been waiting for this game for 13 years, uh, just as so many other people have. The original Alan Wake came out in 2010. I love Remedy's games. Remedy is the developer behind Alan Wake 2, as well as other wonderful titles like Max Payne 1 and 2, uh, the aforementioned Alan Wake, and what I believe to be their magnum opus, which is Control. Um, even their lesser effort, um, like I think the worst game that they ever put out was Quantum Break, but even then I still like that game. Uh, more of its story, not so much its gameplay, but still a good game. And I put that down mainly just to Sam Lake's uh, he's sort of like the head honcho over at Remedy, the lead writer, the guy who injects personality into all those games. I love him so much. He's like the Western Hideo Kojima. That's how I refer to him because that's exactly what his games are. There's sort of this intermingling of the worlds of the ultra violent and the creepy with some stuff that's extra goofy. Get a lot of that with Hideo Kojima's games. So it finally came out after 13 years. And uh, I managed to beat almost all of it. I'm about 90% of the way done. I haven't got through the last 10%, unfortunately. I do know I'm at the last 10% because, uh, it, without spoiling anything, uh, there, there's a part closer towards the end of the game where it just asks, oh, you might want to save. Because, you know, some games will tell you that <laughs> you might want to save your game because uh, you're going to be getting towards the end. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that whole thing. So, was it worth the 13-year wait? Side, you know, when you're a creative genius like Sam Lake, uh, you're going to have a lot of ideas bubbling in your head. And it's quite clear to anybody who's been following him <clears throat> and the work that he's been doing over at Remedy for that long. You've known that he's wanted to do Alan Wake 2 for a long time. He just hasn't been able to due to the constraints of the market and, you know, whether or not it would have been affordable. Well, mm-hmm. you can clearly tell that... The, the ideas he's had for Alan Wake 2 have been cooking at the back of his brain for the better part of a decade. And when they've been cooking for that long, they're going to be refined. And let me tell you, Saib, this is one of the most refined, polished games that not only Remedy has ever put out, but it, one of the most refined and polished games that I've played in a very, very long time. I love I this so game. I am so glad. I am so glad. I cannot 
I can't, words cannot emphasize because I was really worried because when you have a game that's, that's got a long break mm-hmm. between the, the, you know, between the series entries, you always worry a lot about the quality. Um, and, and I mean, we, we can point our fingers at, um, at uh, Duke, uh, Nukem. Duke Nukem. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. That's I, the I, I can't, you know, Jinx. Oh my goodness. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's the poster child for massive screw ups, right? right? In in continuing a sto- continuing a game because anytime you get that big gap between it and the studio is completely different, the leadership's you know almost completely different. In a lot of cases, it's like you really worry that what you're going to get is something like um, King Kong. <laughs> right which we'll talk about later sure um but y- y- you're right absolutely right cyber like even for like even though i always had faith in remedy and sam that they were going to be able to pull this off it- it's no it's not an easy task to come back to a franchise 13 years after the fact and not only did they make it great they made it a game that is both approachable and enjoyable for people that are longtime fans and people who know the lore like myself and people who have absolutely no idea what the hell is going on it's a perfect entry point. doesn't matter if you played Alan Wake back in the day or Control, which shares the same universe as Alan Wake. You can easily get into it. You won't be lost. I mean, you won't understand all the mysteries, but the story is told in such a way where you don't need to have prior knowledge of everything that's been going on or the mysteries. It's just you can enter into the story right now and discover the answers to those mysteries for yourself in whatever way you want. I'll say this, though, uh, before I get into specifics. It's not my favorite game by them. Uh, uh, sorry. It's not my favorite game by them. And I also don't think it's the most well-rounded game that they put out. I think in that regard, it's their second best. For myself, my favorite game, and I think the most well-rounded game that they put out, is Control. That said. Uh, and I'll get more into why that is in a second. But as just for what I believe Alan Wake 2 is the best at... It's not only the best looking game they've ever done, it's the most creative game they've ever done. It's scary as hell, and it is their best story to date, easily. And I know what it means to say that because it, Sam like tells some really damn good stories, but Alan Wake 2 is just, it's, it's on a whole other level. It's something that's going to be talked about for years after the fact in terms of just some of the things that it does in terms of its creative storytelling it's stuff that i've never really seen in a video game and it's just unique original and high quality now let's go into the specifics i just said yeah it's one of the most beautiful games i've ever seen the north light engine i don't know how remedy got their hands on that type of technology but damn it looks good there are some times when i'm playing this game where for a split second i'll think that what i'm looking at is real it's that good. Uh, 60 frames per second. Um, I'm, I'm running this on some pretty high-tech uh, hardware. Uh, weather effects. Foliage that moves in the wind and looks really good when it does it. It doesn't look cheese or anything. Facial animations, whether you're in cutscene or out cutscene, it looks amazing and lifelike. Oh, my God. It's just... Uh, it, it, not only that... The art direction, which I know might sound a little bit weird because it's just it's not a game that you would tend to think would be known for its art direction because a lot of it, it seems like it's set in a realistic world and uh, like a small town in America in, in Washington. I think it's actually that's the state that Alan Wake 1 and 2 are set in. But 
and it's hard to explain without spoiling anything, but the art direction in this game is just its so creative. Like, stuff that you've never seen in a game. Uh, it's a technical work of art. Uh, the entire time I've been playing this game, I've only encountered two or three visual glitches. And that's it. Nothing else. And that's coming from a studio like Remedy, which is like a double-A studio. Like, I, they should be a triple-A studio, given how high quality their games are, but... The amount of polish that this game received compared to most games that come out is off the chain. Um, the game, I, I was just talking about how scary it is. You know, so I've, I've said on a number of occasions when we talked about horror games and reviewed them that I don't get scared by horror games most of the time. This game came close. There's some stuff that happens in this game that is genuinely horrifying. And I'm like, oh, my God, they really went there. Like they, they decided to do that. And it's also, when it comes to jump scares, there are a lot of jump scares in this game. And, you know, sometimes jump scares, in a lot of circumstances, they can come off as cheap thrills. But in this game, they're used almost always appropriately. It, it, the fact that they managed that's, to pull that off. That's good. Yeah, it's very, I, very good. I, jump scares to me are dumb. Yeah. And pointless, especially when it's like, if you're in that situation that the that they're framing the character in, it's called peripheral vision. Yeah, right. And it's like it's like oh, the person standing right beside them. I guarantee you, if somebody's standing right beside you, you would notice. You and and you like you're standing up straight. You're not distracted. You would you would see them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not and so that, that guys, that's good. That's good. I'm I, not. I like that. I'm not saying this because I'm biased towards remedies games. Like there are some times where like a few times in the game where the jump scares happen and it doesn't work, but most of the time it does. And I'm as shocked as everybody else is that it works as well as it does. Finally, before I I give my just final review, I I will talk about sort of the one thing that stood out to me that I don't think worked as well as it should. It's good, but it should have been better in my opinion. The game is marketed as a survival horror game because, I mean, like it clearly takes inspiration from mm-hmm. Resident Evil, like games like Resident Evil, especially the more recent Resident Evil remakes. Um, and in terms of emulating the gameplay where you search around for supplies and that over the shoulder uh, gunplay in third person, it does it well. And uh, when you get into gunfights, when the gunfights happen, they're, they're enjoyable. I just found that the balance between when those events happen and the space between those events when you know you're you're trying to solve the mystery because that's what Alan Wake is all about it's about trying to solve the mystery of all the mysterious things that are happening around you the balance wasn't as good as I feel it should have been if they had like 20% more combat encounters and they made the survival horror gameplay more traditional in that you try to because a part of this game is resource gathering because that's such a very common part of um the survival horror gaming experience uh when i'm playing alan wake 2 there's never a point where i was concerned about uh what items to take with me or whether i was putting too many items into the bin or anything like that because i always had what i needed even though the game is framed in such a way where you should try to... It's making you think that you have to survive. 
but I never had to worry about that. It's not like I'm a god at these types of games. I had those I had those problems when I'm playing Resident Evil and Silent Hill on normal. And I played Alan Wake on normal. And I just found that that element of the game, it could have been better. It's fine as it is. And the stuff around it is so good that it's really not a problem. But it, it, it does detract from my overall enjoyment. So aside from that, though, everything else is fantastic. I don't begrudge anybody who thinks that this is Remedy's masterpiece. Um, it's not quite there for me. It's just a step below control. But, man, this game gets so much stuff right. And I cannot wait to go back and finish it. I cannot wait to go through it a second time so I can get all the stuff I missed, all the lore bits. Uh, great characters, great just branching storylines, great mysteries, great answers to lore questions that we've been trying to figure out for the past decade and a half i love this game and by the time the end of the year comes it probably will end up being my game of the year i love it and i highly recommend that people go out and check it out right now it's not at full price uh remedy actually sacrificed the physical editions for the game which is you know Mm -hmm. too bad and i understand the um the reasoning for that but you know, a positive aspect of that is that when you buy it digitally, you buy it for like 10 to $15 less. So go out and check it out. You won't be disappointed. Yeah. Any thoughts? So, it, so I think I think what you're saying is this is definitely going to be the game of the year. <laughs> yes. Uh, something to, I, which to that is, effect. Which is like, and, and just because of the politics, and I hate saying that when it comes to video game, especially video game award ceremonies. But I'm going to call it right now. I suspect that it'll get game of the year. Um, you think so? You don't think? I I think I think that uh, Baldur's Gate has too many um, devs that are that are really angry at it because it was doing what the industry told them was impossible for so long. Right. Yeah. And I think that and politics plays such. And I'm not. I'm not talking about like local voting politics i'm talking about clicks uh-huh. in the industry clicks in the industry are a huge i don't know if you want to call it a problem or just a um scourge to humanity but you know it's it's those things right so it's and it's very prevalent it's 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 extremely prevalent mm-hmm. which is weird because with all of the people getting mass layoffs in the last few years you'd think some of the studios would start to say hey we should probably start working together a little bit more like you know have our backs i mean the devs of the studios not the studios themselves but yeah it's um that's very unfortunate but we'll see it's gonna be i'll i i will be surprised just based off of like what you say and then what i've seen from a lot of people streaming it which i have not had a chance to watch like in depth but it seems like it's a really good game it's really damn good and for the record i'm not saying that alan wake is the game of the year I'm saying it's probably going to end up being my game of the year. Mm-hmm. I regrettably have not had the time that I would like to to put into games like Baldur's Gate 3. I have put some time into it. And just based on a basic glance of the stuff that that game offers off the bat and the promises that it makes and, you know, for stuff that happens later on in the game and based on what I've been hearing from people like Saib and other people who've played the game and how those promises pay off, it probably is game of the year. I just haven't put time into it. So just making that clarification. But yeah, have any of you guys 
managed to uh, play Alan Wake 2 yet? Do you enjoy it? Are you disappointed by it? We'd love to hear what your comments are, any thoughts that you might have in the description box, in the description box, in the comments section below. Uh, just make sure you, uh, whatever comments you leave, that they're civil. All right. Let's move from that uh, wonderful piece of uh, news into something a little bit more... <laughs> A little bit sad. more sad, you know, it's it, a franchise that I actually hold in a higher regard than Alan Wake, and I've been waiting for its return for not as long as Alan Wake, but uh, long enough. Metal Gear Solid, yeah. So, we got a couple of stories on Metal Gear Solid. Uh, one is actually encouraging. Uh, we'll save that. We'll get the bad news out of the way first. So, this past Tuesday, Konami released what they call the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection for all modern consoles and PC. Now, what is in this Master Collection? Well, to be specific, it's Volume 1. So there's that implies a Volume 2. We, we know this is going to be a Volume 2, obviously. We, we're, we're just not exactly sure what games are going to be on it. Are they going to include the Twin Snakes? Probably not. But anyways, on this Master Collection... You can get Metal Gear Solid 1 through 3, Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2 for the NES and MSX, as well as the spin-off game Snake's Revenge. On the outside looking in, I have not purchased this game, and I'm going to make it pretty clear why in a second. But on the outside looking in, I can recommend the Master Collection to a very specific type of person. That person being somebody who doesn't own any consoles outside of the modern consoles and doesn't own a PC that runs games well. If you're one of those types of people, then the Master Collection is fine. However, if you own a PlayStation 3 or an Xbox 360 or a console that... Sorry, or a PC that can run games well and you own a pre-existing copy of any of the games that I mentioned, then you absolutely should not pick up the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection. And here's why. Well, I'll, I'll run down the list of stuff here. So, I'll just say why I'm not buying it. I own copies of all the Metal Gear Solid games. Not, not the NES uh, originals, but Metal Gear Solid 1 through 3. There is absolutely no reason why I should buy this game if I can emulate it. Metal Gear Solid 1 through Duck Station or Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 through the RPCS3 emulator and do so while also being able to heighten the internal resolution as well as the resolution that it outputs at. Now, some people might be like, who aren't tech geeks like me or inside might be like, what the hell does that even mean? Look, so... Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3, in the Master Collection, they output at a resolution uh, at a max of 1080p. That is a resolution that was sort of the highest standard about 10 years ago for televisions and uh, computer screens. Um, with an internal resolution that's even lower than that at 720p. That's... 720p and 1080p was like the highest you can get during the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 generation. That was about two years ago. In this generation, people reasonably expect that we should be able to play these old titles on modern hardware 
at an upscaled resolution. Maybe not the Switch because it doesn't go up to 4K resolution, but on consoles like the PlayStation 5 and the modern Xboxes and the PC. And the Master Collection does not give that to us. So I don't see any reason why I should pay to get the Master Collection. Yeah, yeah, there's achievements, but I can get those achievements through the HD collection of Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 back in the day or through the Legacy Collection that released on the PlayStation 3. I'm good. I don't want the achievements that bad. All right, let's move on from that. Let's see, what do I have here on my list? Okay, yeah, also... It's pretty clear to me that this is just a lazy, bare-bones port. Uh, aside from just a couple of cool special features like scripts from the original game or like a lore uh, booklets for people that don't know what the hell's going on in the story, that, that's pretty cool. But aside from that, everything else is just... It's pretty clear that all Konami wanted to do was just buy an emulator wrapper, as Bellular said in that video that you sent to me, Simon that uh, all they did was they bought that emulator and then put it on a disc and made the games run at those particular resolutions and didn't really do anything else with it when they could have very easily done other stuff with it because as Bellular pointed out, there was a modder who within hours after the game released, released a 4K mod that allows you to play Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 at 4K using the Master Collection. Why, why can't you do that bare minimum effort, Konami? I don't understand. It's such an easy win for you. And moving on from that, you know what another easy win would be? Giving these games keyboard and mouse support when they already exist in the PC versions that you can get on GOG and I think, no, not the Epic Game Store. Okay, just GOG. Why is it that it exists on that and you can't give it for us in the Master Collection? Oh, is it because you were just doing a basic emulator wrapper transition onto the game, onto the disc? Probably, yeah. So why couldn't you just give that to us, like, again, bare minimum effort? Why is that so difficult for you? But it goes beyond that. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, well, we gave you this uh, quality of life uh, edition where you can pause the cutscenes uh, in Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3, which you couldn't do in the original games. Yeah, that's cool. But you know what? I shouldn't have to wait 10 seconds until the pause button actually works, <laughs> for Christ's sake. All right. I, what else? I, that, that alone just made me like flip while I was when I was reading the issues with it. I was like, who designs a pause button? With a 10 second delay. Konami. Like, because they're Konami. Yeah. 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 Remember, yeah. guys, it, this is still Konami. And uh, <laughs> uh, stuff like this is just making me even more effing worried for uh, Silent Hill Ascension tomorrow. But yeah, let's continue because I'm, I'm not done bitching about this franchise. Uh, controls. When people try to remap them on their controller to uh, something that's more comfortable for them, the controls constantly get remapped while they're still playing to the Xbox default. What the hell? All right. No audio settings. Really? We can't get 3D audio? Zero Zero audio settings. Okay. All right. Uh, What else? Um, No way to return to the Master Collection menu when you start up a title. So if you turn on Metal Gear Solid 1, you want to jump out and turn on Metal Gear Solid 2 or you just want to look at any of the special features, you can't. You have to stop the game and boot it again. It's like we're back in the PS1 era. All right. Mm -hmm. And then finally, this one, like, people are going to give me shit for this one, but I don't care. Metal Gear Solid 1, when you emulate it through the Master Collection, its aspect ratio is forced to stay at 4-3. 
you don't have an option to stretch it to 16 by 9. When I played Metal Gear Solid 1 on the PS3, I had that option. Mm-hmm. And I like that option. And people are like, but it makes it look bad. Not to me. I like it that way. I should have the option. Why isn't it there, Konami? Why do I have to have these ugly sidebars on the side? You know, the, the, the stylistic, yeah, it's from the Metal Gear Solid 1 menu on the sides of the screen. I don't want that. I want That's ugly to me. I would rather have it stretched out. It looks good that way to me. Maybe not to you guys, but it does to me. Anyways, just stuff like this, Konami. I don't know. This should have been the easiest thing to do in the world. If people can do this for free in their spare time, you can pay a couple people to do like, I don't know, a week of work just to allow this to be able to go up to 4K. If a, a modder can do it within a few hours, why can't you pay somebody to do that for you? Are you just that greedy or are you just incompetent? And stu- I, I don't know. I want to know. Anyways, I'm more upset about this because when there's incompetence in the present, guys, it means it's going to affect all future projects moving forward. So I don't know what the hell is going to happen with Silent Hill, especially with Silent Hill Ascension tomorrow. I have no interest in that. I just want to know when Silent Hill 2 Remake is coming out. But anyways, I've rambled on enough about this. Uh, and I still have to talk about the other thing. Saib, any thoughts? <laughs> Sorry. Um, <clears throat> this is why... Um, I need a drink Konami after that. Is, ...is just not... They're not capable of current game development, I think. I honestly believe it. I And I really worry about future games coming out from them. Because when you look at a company that's just, I mean, this is like incompetency on levels that it's, it's one of those scenarios where like the last time I remember seeing this was the guy who was leading the development behind Final Fantasy for the, the MMO. And he was asked why, and this was the original version, which the, the new game director, the guy who came in burnt to the ground like they literally made a cinematic of them burning it to the ground he was asked questions like hey why don't you have a jump function why are all the maps copy pasted repeated over and over and over and over again and his answers were to say kurt or to say glib or to say um just absolutely just brushing people off like like why do you ask me a stupid question? Like, how do you, how do you, you, you know, I am the greatest game creator ever. Why would you think any of that stuff would be necessary? And if it's not necessary, why would I put it in the game? <laughs> and it was just, it was so arrogant. Like, I, I, I will probably remember this one, this particular interview to my death because it, it's just, it's, it's so, so appalling. It was so appalling for, <clears throat> from a video game standpoint, it's like, you're in a medium where there's challenges, there's difficulties, there's, if you don't make a good game, you have people who you have to fire, you know, and we're seeing it again. We're seeing it now. Yeah. We're gonna but talk we saw about it that. back, back, you know, and, and we've seen it crash and he was around for the previous crashes and it, and it's like both of them, which was, was so weird to have him just like roll his eyes and just rudely states like it's not needed. Why? Why did you? Why should it be added? You, you dummy! 
who needs sound controls when you have sound controls on your on your television set? Who needs to map your keys when you have a controller that I put all the keys on the controller? What do you mean it's inconvenient to press three buttons at the same time to get something to happen? <laughs> <clears throat> you know, on the same side of the controller, you know, and, and it's like it's like the the concepts that have rooted themselves in, and we can say this is rooted themselves in in uh, Konami is are so deep that I don't think they're something that they can like move around. Yeah. I, I mean, I it's either that or they just did not care. You know, this was a cash grab. It was obvious that they weren't interested in doing anything when it came to, um, you know, making a quality product. They are like, how many people are going to buy this? If we do the absolute and the, the MVP, we talk about MVP when we talk about uh, blizzard a lot. Activision, Mr. Bobby K, who per- per- perfected the the art of screwing people over. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the MVP minimal minimum viable product, yeah. not not the MVP is the as most people oh, think. Going yeah. oh you they care about us uh, you know, us the customers no no you're not the you're not the MVP the product is the MVP and it's not a good MVP it's the minimal viable product. So I'm betting that they had. Some people come in and say, hey, uh, we're thinking about doing this. Uh, if we do the minimal, absolute minimal amount of effort, how many sales will we get? Oh, you're projected to get this many sales. And if we do a really good job, like stand up, amazing job, hire some people, how many sales do you get? Oh, probably slightly more. And they're like, oh, okay. So it, if we just don't do anything, we don't make any improvements. Any <clears throat> utilize any technology to make this a better product than what we've already put out in other avenues, then we just we're just going to get guaranteed sales, and and that's the sad thing is that that there, there there's so many people who are stuck to certain developers they're stuck to them yeah they're like I must continue to support this company because this put, company put out a game. 35 years ago that I worshiped the ground that it walks on and they've made nothing since then. Go ahead. Go ahead. If I can interject. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I actually have a couple of friends that I've been talking with recently because I'm like all up in that Baldur's Gate business and I'm like, you should try out this game. It's amazing. They're like, Oh, I only have so much time. And like, I just got to do my runs, my raids with my guild and stuff. I was like, seriously, you you don't want to try this really cool like like look at all my characters they look so sexy and amazing like yeah nope I I only got time for one game only space for one game in my life and mm. that's it and I'm just like wow that's really sad yeah <laughs> that was World of Warcraft for me at one point in my life yeah I just one last thing about this I hope to God that they don't do this for Volume Two because Cybe. We know that Volume 2 is coming, and it's it's virtually 100% certain that Metal Gear Solid 4 is going to be on there. And I love that game. It's my least favorite all, out of all of them, but I love it. And playing that game on the PlayStation 3 back in the day, there are times when you're playing that game where that game will go down to 15 frames per second. If that happens... When people play it on the PC and there hasn't been anything done 
to improve the emulation, I'm going to slash somebody's tires. I know I say that a lot, but I'm serious this time. When it comes to Metal Gear Solid, don't with me, Konami. You understand me? All right. Now, on that... What, he, means, he means metaphorical t- tires. But met- yes, metaphorical officially. Tires. Let's go with that. All right. Let's go on to this. So, so I, I hope that what you're saying about Konami and how entrenched the corruption and the incompetence is, is not true. And there is something that Konami did to maybe give us a little sliver of hope. So when Konami, this is just my conspiracy theory, so indulge me here. I like to think that because of how much crap people have been giving the Master Collection, Konami sort of wanted to change the narrative this past week. So when Xbox did their partner showcase, they showed footage from the upcoming Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, which is officially titled Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater, running in Unreal Engine 5. Oh, God, it looks good. I, I, I mean, and I hope that I'm wrong, that, that it's not that their incompetency is completely taken over absolutely everything, but that on, <coughs> excuse me, don't die on I'm, 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 I've had a cold for the past month and it's been terrible. Um, but yes, I, I'm hoping that I'm wrong and I'm hoping, um, I'm really hoping that we will get to a situation where we could see that this was just the analysts coming in there saying, make a minimal viable product and you'll sell basically the same amount because that's what these leeches do in the industry. These, these, these leeches, I talk about them a lot. The analysts who do similar job than what I do and they're scum. They're absolutely scum. Yeah. They come in and they, they're the ones who pushed for microtransactions. They're the ones who, who convinced companies to say, no, why would we need to put out another Spyro game? People don't want another Spyro game. <laughs> yes, we do. Why would we put out uh, Crash Bandicoot? Crash Bandicoot was last generation. You got to get the new thing. The new thing is is shooters. Shooters everywhere. Everybody's shooting something. <laughs> You know, you got, you got Lilith <laughs> shooting guns now. Get right. get Lilith and, and and an angel, and they start shooting each other. But that's what we want. Mm-hmm. And it's this it's this absolute like mind numbingly stupid concept where nobody understands that a big company can walk and chew bubblegum at the same time. You know, and and I hope I hope that's the case because then that means that they are focused on uh, on this this new game and. You know, they're putting all their work into that and they just didn't have time to even consider basic options in this. Right. Because they they knew that it's a waste it's a waste of money because the same number of people are gonna buy it as not. And what they don't fix, eh, some modder will fix. Right. Which they'll never they'll never thank that modder. They'll never they'll never engage with that modder in a healthy way. But they know that you know, it's he's going to move an extra hundred thousand units because of what he's able to do, right? And or what the community is able to do. But that's exclusively for the PC, not yeah. for the console owners. But back to yeah. Metal Gear Solid Delta. So contrasting with what <clears throat> you were just saying about the analysts and recommending the MVP, what they showed us with this pre-alpha footage from the MGS3 remake. It looks like they are putting some degree of effort into that because. Graphically speaking, 
This game looks great. It looks really effing good. Snake's character model looks amazing. All these uh, very, very, very familiar environments from that game look just gorgeous. Plus, it seems, <clears throat> based on the footage that they showed us, that they're not just taking the basic gameplay of Metal Gear Solid 3 from back in the day, but they are um, molding it to fit the controls and animations that we had in Metal Gear Solid 5. I mean, like I saw side by side comparisons of stuff from Metal Gear Solid 5 and the gameplay that we saw in MGS3, and it's the same. Can you imagine, Cybe, if we got an updated MGS3 and Unreal Engine 5 with MGS5's gameplay? Sign me up. Now, because mm -hmm. it's Konami, they're probably going to mess it up somehow, so I'm going to keep my expectations tempered. But just based on what we saw, I'm impressed. Uh, and one final thing just on that. people I have seen some people complain that it's going for the more ultra-realism aesthetic and not for like the... I don't know what to call it. There's sort of like a greenish haze that sort of hangs over the original MGS3. It's sort of a part of the art direction. And people are complaining about that. That's something that can easily was, be um, fixed. Or like yeah, well, you can change that, it. Yeah, that greenish haze was a uh, way to boost... Um, uh, frame rate oh, back really? in the day. Yeah, 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 it's it's a it's a common trick to basically it makes it so that your your view distance is limited. Um, there's some games that use like a darker haze, and that was the first thing that most companies started to um, to work with. Mm. I think there was this one game called, and I hope I'm getting this right. Uh, I think I believe it was called Fade to Black that used a lot of that kind of like fading stuff for. Um, <clears throat> For it was a very very early three three uh, D game, um, and yeah, so that's that stuff's been around for a really long time. In certain games, they utilize the color spectrum to it mm -hmm. to give it an iconic look or an iconic feel that made made the game work better on really early days technology, but also allowed them to have kind of a a, a look or a certain feel to the game. And so, yeah, I don't think that I really doubt, really doubt that they're gonna that they're gonna stick with that in this. It just doesn't make sense. Oh, you mean the ultra? Like stick with the, well, no, no, having the the having the haze. Like, oh, like it, it would make sense for them to go another direction. Yeah, and you know what? I I'm one of the people that would be fine with them not having that haze anymore. But I'm just pointing out that there are people on Twitter mm -hmm. that are saying that I do like that art style. And that's fine. Uh, I think you can. We, we live in a world where we should be able to get both. Just out of the top of my head, like I think about the Shadow of the Colossus remake, where you can have all these different filters over the game. And I saw also on Twitter just uh, today somebody did a side by side comparison where they did a color correction on that Delta trailer, where we saw how it was presented to us, and then one with uh, the MGS3 art style, and they both look really good. So Konami. Again, very easy win. Give us the option to switch between both if we want to. So, yeah, it's still pre-alpha, which means we're still a long ways away. But what I'm seeing, just based on what they showed us, it's encouraging. But it's Konami, so they'll probably find some way to mess it up. Okay, let's move on to uh, this next story. You guys went to see Five Nights at Freddy's. How was it? It was really good. Like, visually, <laughs> um, they nailed it. Yep. And story again, no no spoilers. 
storyline wise um it's a my, good setup for anyone uh, who's like not familiar with the game like you get mm-hmm. it <clears throat> yeah it's it's not something that you have to prep for it's not something that you have tons and tons of lore for there is lots of lore obviously within the universe um really? Scott Cawford Cawford I can never I can I can't remember his name uh the the original writer he's written novels they there's a lot of lore mm-hmm. um in there but it's it's a lot of it is uh segmented and smaller um so I I personally thought that I like this design. It's like creepy and dark in the right mm. ways that yes. lead to where it is because sometimes there was just there wasn't that in my opinion there was as far as like the lore of the original games goes wasn't that much like the lore wasn't outstanding from just the game's perspective. Apparently the novels are really good and I think that's great. I think that that's probably like a, a good direction to go in. But they they went this perfect direction of like uh, I don't know what what do, what do you, what, do you, what, do you, what do you call it without like giving too much spoilers I'd say it's like a perfect combination of like uh, goosebumps and um, Friday the Thirteenth series hmm. yeah. probably it's like it's like a good combination of those two things like hmm. goosebumps the kids television show and um, Friday the Thirteenth which features uh, I don't I don't like that series much at all, but I, I think that the way that they've combined it is really, really good, and I like that. And, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of cool. It's the right amount of, like, atmospheric feel to it. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah, and, and there's a, some really good scenes in, in, the, in the movie that will, I'm sure, will haunt uh, younger kids that you know, managed to convince somebody to take them <laughs> to it. Um, yeah, actually, we did see a lot of kids, like, mm-hmm. going there with their families, with their parents. Really? It was actually very adorable. Yeah, there was a whole cool. couple of gaggles of them. Well, it is. Some, like, yeah. Yeah, I heard it's PG-13, so, I mean, like, I saw PG-13 movies plenty when I was a kid, so, yeah, why not? I mean, yeah, it's pretty fun. I, and, man, I, I could not believe... It it set records this past week uh, mm-hmm. weekend, didn't yep. it? Like eighty million dollars, really? Yeah, and a hundred and um, forty six some odd million. Wow, for, for international, which okay. is, I mean, the, the, like they made their money back. And and I gotta okay. say, I I'm not a fan of this particular actor when he was in the the Hunger Games mm. uh, series. Uh, I didn't. He he was Peter or Peter Peter whatever Peter. Yeah, I have no I idea. Never did not that. like him in. The, did, I I only watched the first movie and I did not like him in that. Mm-hmm. However, he is easily one of my favorite actors. After I saw him in Future Man, <laughs> and so when I saw him in this, all I could think about because I just finished watching the last uh the last of Future Man, and I was like just the dumbest grin on my face going, I know this guy. I've seen his diggling. Oh my God. That's so great. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just, just, I liked, I liked all the actors that every actor was marvelously played was like really, really good. They've set the stage. In my opinion, they have set the stage for, um, a decent series, like a really good series, a really good run. 
they can they and I really hope that they get on this with this success. They go, all right, let's do a second one next year. Let's expand the lore a little bit more. They left um, again, no spoilers, but there's some breadcrumbs that mm-hmm. can result in them, you know, in in you definitely wanting to check out next year's edition or however soon they get around to it. I would the the only thing my biggest gripe is that I would have preferred to see this in like six episodes on a mini series run on a streaming service. Sure. I, I yeah. legitimately would, because I mm-hmm. felt that the movie was a little rushed and that bit. they could, they could have had so many, like they could have really ramped that up and like had like maybe even just four, right. For the month of October, every week you get a new yeah. episode right before Halloween, you get the last episode. And I, I, I would love that if they did that every year. Because mm-hmm. it had the right feel to it, it had the right gump to it. I if they if they double down and make a series, um, that's great. If they end up doing yearly movies, I think honestly better than Halloween, better than a lot of the the big horror movies that have been out in recent mm-hmm. years for for Halloween uh, month. And mm-hmm. I'm just I, I I like that idea. So I'm I'm I was very happy with it. I was really happy. I was just overall. I'm like. Yeah, this is as far as like mm-hmm. horror movie Halloween thriller, ten out of ten. Not a ten out of ten as like you know in, in, movies in, in general. Right. It's like it's like an easy eight, but um, as like a horror movie, as that in its genre of doing what it's supposed to do and scaring the ever living <laughs> out of kids. Um, I think I think ten. I think they nailed it. I think this is a masterclass in in how to how yeah. to do that. Uh, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of kids who are nine, 10, 11. They came, they watched that and they're like, Oh my God. And, and that'll stick with them for as long as like the never ending story stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. and well, talking some- to Fenris in the wall and it's, and the horse dying in the mud. And it's just like, Oh no, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Those are spoilers alert for a 20, 30, <laughs> 40-year-old, 45-year-old movie? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so old. Man. I'm excited to see the costumes coming from this. Oh, sure. Cosplay, yeah, this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. I Man, I... I don't know. Like, Five Nights at Freddy's is obviously something that I've heard of, but I, I it always just seemed, like, goofy to me. But you're telling me that that thing actually has in-depth lore? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah. He's... he's um, so there's... I think there are four novels per, um, basically per game release. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, there's a ton. I mean, he really, uh, Scott did an, an amazing job of growing that, that lore, that, that depth of the, that universe. Wow. And I can't say that there's any scenario in which it's, um, it's poor. It's like, nah, this is, this is like golden. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm, I'm not certain that I'll be able to see it in the next com- uh, few days because I'm going to be busy watching the travesty that Silent Hill Assumption is probably going to end up being. I hope I'm wrong. Um, and also, I'm going to try and convince my wife to watch the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre with me because that's my favorite horror mo- movie of all time and she's never seen it. But I don't know. Uh, maybe this will be my initiation point. I'll, I'll check it out sometime. It's on Peacock as well, right? It, it simultaneously yeah. released. Okay, maybe I'll check it out there. Yeah. Guys, have you had the chance to see Five Nights at Freddy's? Uh, like, 
I don't know, maybe you saw it this past weekend. Let us know in the comment section below. Do you echo side sentiments or do you did you not like it at all? Just let us know. All right. We've got a few smaller stories that we just uh, want to get through really quickly and then we'll cap things off. Side, what's uh what else do we got? So just in the continuing success of games coming to the big screen, we have the new um, or big screen sorry, coming to games coming to game. The reverse of that. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Uh, we have a Barbarian. So there's a movie Barbarian. It was a smash hit. Everybody liked it. I hadn't um, heard of it until you told me about it today. And and, and was, they are yeah. now now you get to not just hear about it. You get to play, play it. it because they're, make, they're making a game for it. So yeah. that's cool i i i think that well anytime you got a game called bar i mean sorry a movie called barbarian like being able to do a video game format of that is sort of a no-brainer i mean i'm honestly shocked how we do not have more like like how do we not have more uh um conan the barbarian i just i don't understand i don't get this i i mean there's a few there's a couple active things but how do we not have just like how is there not like a, a, a um, God of War style Conan game? You know, yeah. Conan game. Like, there's so much lore. There's so much stories. The, even the side jaunts where they go off to the the um, the ice flows and and deal with a bunch of starving people there. That stuff's really interesting. I still want my and Conan yet, 3, man. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it's it's, it's probably too late for that. But, uh, like, I agree with you. I, I definitely want that in the form of a game. But Barbarian, mm. um, yeah, I hadn't heard of it. Like, apparently it came out uh, last year or something like that. And I, I looked at the reviews for it. People really love this movie. I, I, I should probably check it out. Um, and it's also this game that's being developed. It's being made by the same people that did the Friday the 13th game and Evil Dead, if I'm not mistaken. Just uh, mm-hmm. based on the little bit I read about it, yeah, that's okay. I mean, Friday the Thirteenth, it's it's kind of a it's kind of bootleg. It's enjoyable, but it's kind of bootleg, like mm-hmm. not that great, but it's fine. And Evil Dead, I heard some good things about it, but it, it sort of died off. But who knows? Like, there's enough quality to those games where I hear like, oh, they're going to be doing another uh, movie to game adaptation. All right, Evil, yeah. Evil Dead is another thing where it's like they they made a series out of it, yeah. and it's like. It's so good. I heard <laughs> for things. for like trashy, um, just like it's very tropey. Tropey garbage mm-hmm. TV. <laughs> it's second to none. What was uh, wasn't Bruce Campbell in that as well? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah sweet. Well, damn. I'll, yeah. I'll watch anything that that man is in. Like the I, that man, he could sink an iceberg with his chin. Uh, I yeah, I, I'd be happy to check it out. Um, if you can, I would also recommend if you have a chance to see the musical version. <laughs> yeah, that I, I've heard like I've heard great things about it as well. Um, yeah, but <laughs> is there a way to watch it without actually having to go see it on Broadway or something? Uh, I don't know. Probably, I would imagine. I would. I would imagine that there's definitely a way. Okay, I'll, I'll seek it out but, at some point. I, I've seen the original three and the the you 2013. Might, you remake. might have to go um, sailing. Yeah, I got, I gotcha. I get, you, I catch your drifts. Get it? All right, let's move on. Uh, what else? All right, uh, just quick. Um, like I, I alluded to before, the game delay. The games are, the game companies are laying people off left, right, and center. 
Bungie was hit quite hard, apparently, reportedly, coming from a couple of, of reports. Um, a good chunk of them have been let go. Wow. What is happening? I it's, it's so I'm so confused. Yeah, Bungie, like they had a pretty good uphill trajectory like around a year ago with Destiny 2. Like people were like I mean, like Destiny 2 has been on an upward trajectory ever since its launch. It launched okay, but then it got significantly better over time. But it, just in the past year, people have been, been been getting super pissed at that game. And then mm-hmm. they announced Marathon, which is cool, but why would they lay off people right now when things aren't looking as good as they should be for Destiny 2 and they have this new game coming out? What the hell? Yeah. Doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't make me worried for obviously a lot of people in the industry. Um I don't know what's going on. I don't know why this is happening. This is this is so weird. Um but yeah, more layoffs. And then uh for the final story we've got uh there is um Oh yeah, sorry. Sorry, says semi because I I promised something earlier. So um, Capcom has a game coming out in November. Sorry, uh, not November. What? <laughs> what? My, my bad. My, <laughs> I, my, my bad. My, my, I'm, my brain is mush right now. I'm so sick of my brain is mush. In March, M and N. Right. You know. Anyways, in March they got they have a new game coming out. It is an un released or sorry un uh it's a major title uh-huh. dropping in march 2024 and they have they were smiling and saying nothing has leaked about it and i think they mentioned this because we're probably going to see a big old trailer for it during uh the game awards right yeah so i like if you're if you're a huge capcom fan pay attention because they have what they are calling one of their biggest releases coming next year early in march and nobody's heard they they haven't seen like any leaks or rumors about it at all Hmm. so this got me really wondering i'm like like at all at all or like you know their boardroom at all which is not always sometimes the same thing but i'm very curious i am i that definitely raised my eyebrow and i went hmm I wonder what this is going to be because this is very interesting. A massive title like this, just waiting to get roaring. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I interesting. The only, I can only think that the only type of game that they could possibly get away with doing something like that without too much pre-marketing is something resident evil related. Cause I I would think they would want to build up hype more for like something like, expected like a monster hunter something like that or if it's a bringing back an old ip like dino crisis which is something that people have wanted for a long time they would want to build up excitement for that as something like hey uh if you've never been into resident evil here's why you should be into dino crisis and buy this game but yeah i, I don't know maybe code veronica remake because i seem to remember when resident evil 3 remake was announced they announced that pretty close to its release date I could see them doing something code, like Code Veronica, Resident Evil Zero, something like that. I don't know. I, I'm down for it. I mean, I've been loving whatever like Capcom has been doing lately. So, what do you yep. think it is, Sad? Um, <clears throat> I think it's probably something. Uh, I've heard rumors about uh, Monster World. So, like a DLC, so Monster, Monster Hunter World. No, no, like, 
quite possibly a new game, new big entry, something that's not a part of the current, um, so not a DLC or expansion or uh, continuing content of anything that's currently out there. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Because if, if you look at it from the perspective of like them getting access to a brand new engine, timeline sort of lines up but that's just that's just a very 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 kind of mild guess mm-hmm. um I, i'm hoping that it's something different entirely i would love that um uh, that fighting f- that's got all the dark sider characters in in it um that was one of my earliest experience uh, experiences with like uh, beat em ups, mm-hmm. and um, that that's been uh, that's been sitting that's an IP that's been sitting around for a long time that nobody's been doing anything with. Yeah, so maybe we'll see. Uh, I got nothing. I got nothing concrete. I'm just gonna like go. Hmm. Maybe. 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 Right. Well, whatever it is, we're excited for it. All right, and that, that's it, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. The uh, the Kong. Somebody made a new Kong game. Oh. What, did we, and it was we it was so bad. Yeah, like it, and the story behind it, from what I understand, is really <laughs> tragic. The people that were trying to make that game, they were only given a year to develop it, mm-hmm. which is criminal. I don't know, like under what circumstances something like that should have ever happened. But I mean, it's quite clear. Like you look at that game, and it makes Gollum look like a like a goaty contender. For Christ's sake, I'm serious. Like it looks horrible. And yeah, you're doing that to a classic IP like King Kong. It, it, I can't even describe how bad it is, guys. It, it looks like it, it doesn't even like it looks like a PS2 game, but it yep. doesn't even function as well as most PS2 games do. <laughs> it's no. So bad. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know how how that got past like five layers of of company bureaucracy, like. Seems kind of weird, but yeah. yeah. Don't don't underestimate how stupid people can be when it comes to stuff like this and uh, stuff like this. Um, not you know what? I'm not even going to say that. I, I was going to make something uh, sort of comparison to Konami, but I don't want to say anything favorable about them right now. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that does it for this episode of Maximum News. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you hit that like button because when you do that, it tells the YouTube algorithm that not only this video but all the other videos on this channel are worth watching. So please do that. It's quick, free, and easy to do. Provided you like the show, obviously, leave a comment on any of the things that we talked about. We'd love to keep the conversation going. I want to thank Saib, as always, for joining us. And I want to thank Moon, as always, for being our special guest. Talk about FNAF or FNAF. I think that's how the, the Zoomers pronou- pronounce it. Um, yeah, either you have anything you want to plug before we're done? Um, no, we, we've got, again, we were working on stuff, but I am very sick. Um, I am very, very sick. And, and there's been some delays. We are so sorry. Yeah. No, that's totally understandable. So, dude. Just- Tune in every week here. We got this at the very minimum. We have this, but we do have more stuff coming soon. Sweet. And you guys can uh, tune in to my personal YouTube channel at Max Starrett. I have a video coming out later this week. I think it's going to be on Zelda lore. And then hopefully next week I'll have something up for Alan Wake too. I want to be quite thorough with that game. But until that time, guys, I want to remind you as always, stay yellow.